Hi, good evening. This is Steph. I'm here with the G-Man. This is the BS Show, number seven, Lucky Seven. Alan, welcome to the program tonight. Hello, Steph. What's going on, buddy? Number seven for us, baby. They tried to stop us twice, and we're still going, baby. We're still going. Number seven now. Going strong. So how'd your week go? What's going on with your week? Uh, I had a screw-screwy things this week, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. So here's one of the things. Um, I was on a New Jersey turnpike the other night around 8, 9 o'clock at night. And uh, there's a guy going real slow. And me and this other guy in front of me, we don't know what's going on. So we pass the guy because we're coming to an exit and we got to get off both of us, it looked like. So he hit something and I hit something. It looks like a windshield. I couldn't tell. And um, it didn't do much damage to my car. I got a protective cover underneath. Uh, my car is low. Takes the oil pan and a few other things. So I ripped it a little bit. And I get to the toll booth because I don't have easy pass. And I say to the toll collector, you know, I hit something on the way right here by the exit. And I think maybe you should tell somebody. And the toll collector says to me, so what do you want me to do about it? Well, how many people are going to hit this thing, whatever it was? It looked like a windshield, maybe. I blown off somebody's car or something. I don't know. That's what it looked like to me. I mean, I was doing 70 miles an hour and I really couldn't. I saw something and I hit it and, you know, I just kept going. You know, but really, buddy, I'm, I'm keeping you, you know, by me not having an easy pass, I'm giving you job, a job security, pal, and you don't <laughs> want to do nothing. How many people are going to hit this thing before somebody actually, you know, really gets hurt? You know, the guy in front of me stopped after the exit, but I got off the exit. Um, apparently, he must either had a flat tire or something. I don't know what happened to his car, to be honest with you. You know, I got out of my car when I could and saw that something was hanging. I realized what it was, but there was nothing I could do about it till next morning. And I took it to a friend of mine who has a gas station and he put two screws in this thing and kept it up and everything was good. So I don't know. And one of the other things that happened to me this week was uh, I went to Macy's and as you know, as a salesman on the road for 35 years and most of my shirts, almost all my shirts, including my golf shirts, not everything, but most of them have a pocket because I carry stuff. I carry my a pen, I, I have business cards, whatever. I could not find a dress shirt in Macy's that had a pocket. Now, that little bit of material couldn't be that much more money. The Michael Kors, the Alfani's, the, you know, anybody else's shirt, they didn't have pockets. Really? Most businessmen want a shirt with pocket because they put stuff in their pocket. So I don't get this, man. I, I don't get it. I, maybe there's something wrong with me. I don't know. It's probably now a metrosexual thing, you know. They don't... It could be with the new un Untuck It shirts, too, now that looks, yeah. in my opinion, stupid as you, if you're a businessman. But what do I know? You know, it's as bad as the guys in ESPN wearing suits with sneakers. I mean, where'd that come from? Nobody ever did that before. You know, but they, you know, they just did it now. And now, now it's acceptable. I saw you one know. guy do it years ago. Man, he was a drug addict that I knew. He used to play basketball. He wear a suit. I'm like, what are you doing? He had his. Yeah, in right. those days, it, it was Converse. You know, you know, wear right. the sneakers with the star on the side. Right. So he had his Converse on, beautiful suit, but his sneakers on. I go like, why the sneakers? He goes, oh, you know, my sneakers. Yeah. I can do what I want. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. I got you. <laughs> and something else I realized today. Uh, I was watching a, a video. It might have been ours. I don't even remember who, whose it was I was watching. Because I, I watch, I go back and watch our shows sometimes. Um, and I noticed that every YouTube video that I was watching, I watched, I think, a couple of, I think Roy Orbison and maybe a Johnny Carson one. They all have these five or eight minute uh, ads on them. I don't want to see the ads. I don't care about the ads. I don't remember any of the ads. And as soon as it says skip ad, I skip ads. I'm sure I'm the only one that does this. <laughs> I don't get that. I might have the last two days seen about 40 ads run through and I right. can't for the life of me. I don't remember one. So they didn't do a good job of marketing and but whoever's paying or believing that people are, are, are uh, getting attached to their to a product. Right. Shame on you. You, you know, you're paying a lot of money and most people click off of that. Interesting. And now I'm going to tell some of my some more as I tell every week some of my dating stories my online dating stories all right so this is, a, oh, this is a, these are some good ones let me tell you i spoke on the phone with this lady for a week we're set up we're getting ready to set up for for a meeting somewhere and then she says to me on the phone i think i'd rather just be alone 
what we talked for a week what the fuck <laughs> i have no idea what's going on there's some of these people there's other things going on in their lives they don't want to be honest with you that's the problem too you know so here's another one we, we talked on online <laughs> we talked online we set up a meeting and i was from plenty of fish so plenty of fish sends you an email saying that somebody looked at you or somebody sent you a message so most times people go back and look at it. Now I never met this lady before and we set up a meet and I got an email from them that somebody looked at me. So I went to see who it was. Doesn't mean I was going to date them. It doesn't mean I was going to contact them back. And so next thing I know, I get an email from her saying, I'm not meeting you because I saw you on the site. Well, if you were on the site, what were you doing on that site? That means that they might've sent you an email that said somebody was looking at you. So it's okay for you to be on the site, but not me. And you don't, you never even met me. So <laughs> I have no allegiance to you, you know, but apparently you thought I did. So whatever. And this is a good one too. And meet these study online again. And we set up a, a meet and we meet at a diner. And after talking for about a half hour, she says, you know what? I don't really think I should be on a dating site. Well, I didn't put your profile on there, honey. You did. <laughs> what the? F <laughs> but he, you didn't notice until I bought you uh, lunch or dinner, whatever it was, because I always bought people lunch or dinner. So maybe you just wanted me for a free lunch, free dinner. I don't know. And uh, this is a good one. I met this lady online again. Same site, actually. The, all of these were on Plenty of Fish. I don't want to. Nothing against Plenty of Fish. Uh, I met plenty of people from there, some decent, some not. Um, I did it because I got on plenty of fish because it was free and I found, I've been on match. I've been on, on time. I've been on most of the other pay sites. And basically a lot of these people are on the free site as they are on the pay site. And you see the same people and you have the same headaches, whether you pay for it or not. So I don't pay no more. I, I learned that lesson a long time ago. Um, so we talked online for a week, didn't live that far from me. We were talking about setting up a meeting. Next thing I know, she blocks me on the site. What, <laughs> what, what, what? So, I mean, what the hell is with this? I don't get it. So mm. I don't know. And now let me tell you this one. I'm going to tell you, I, right now I have an issue going on with Lyft, but I'm going to tell you this story first. This is a funny, funny story with Lyft. I drove for Lyft, as people know, if they've been listening to our show. For about three years, I did about 3,000 rides. I have a 4.98 rating, 5.0 was the top, and 99% acceptance, 100% is, is, and I, I would have a perfect except for one lady complained about me, which I complained back, but they didn't do anything, so we just let it go. Um, I almost have a perfect rating all around, so it doesn't matter. Um, so I pick up a guy in Elizabeth, and I just share a ride and I pick up a woman, Elizabeth, um, by the airport somewhere. Um, and the guy's going to the Elizabeth train station and the girl is going to Newark train station. She's a stewardess. And so on the way to Elizabeth train station, there happens to be an accident. The way that, that the lift is sending me. And I happen to know Elizabeth very well. So I say to them, listen, I can get around this accident. I know how to get around this accident. So I do, and I drive around it, and we get to the Elizabeth train station, and the girl says, listen, I got to get out because I'm never going to make my the flight. She was going to Kennedy Airport, I believe. She said, if I don't get on the train now, I'm going to miss every, I'm like, miss my connection to Madison Square Garden or wherever the hell she was going, you know, wherever she was picking up her subway from. So I said, fine, but they're going to charge you to Newark Airport because you're ending the ride early. And anyway, I dropped them off. And I go on my stuff and I get an email later on in the day saying, we understand you were in an accident. We need pictures of your car. So I send them back an email saying, I don't know what you're talking about. The next day I can't get on Lyft. And I keep sending emails. I don't understand why I'm not on Lyft. You know, could you tell me why? I don't understand. Um, finally, seven days later, I get an email from some guy. And he says, well, you never answered my email seven days ago. I said, yes, I did. 
he said, I asked for pictures of your car. I go, pictures of my car for what? He said, well, we understand you were in a car accident. I go, no, I wasn't. And I explained the story to him. I said, did you call the customer? And he goes, I can't reveal that. I said, well, if you had talked to the lady, she would have told you right off the bat that we were not an accident. She would explain the whole story in three seconds. It would have been, you know, straightened out. And he goes, well, I was on vacation for seven days. I said, yeah. And when you came back, how many emails did you have? He said, I had 22 emails from you in my box trying to figure out why you weren't, couldn't go online. So I said, <laughs> I wasn't in a car accident. He goes, well, you have to prove this to me. I said, well, call the lady. She'll tell you. You have her phone number. Well, I can't do that. You have to send me pictures of your car to, so I can prove that you weren't in a car accident. So I said, let me ask you a question. What would have happened if you have you been out for a month? <laughs> I would have been suspended for a month for no reason. So I said, what about the money, the $500 I lost this week because you suspended me for no reason? Well, you, wow. you, you know, it's not you. You didn't answer my my email. I said, no, no, I answered your email. Then you left and you went on vacation for seven days. I said, and all you had to do was call the customer and it would have been straightened out in two seconds. I had to send, I had to take pictures of my car and send it to him to be reinstated. What, what the frick is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I mean, Lyft, Lyft was, I drove for Lyft now, well, before COVID in 20, I drove for three years. And once they came out with their IPO, they could give two shits about their drivers. Before that, their customers, their driver support was excellent. Anytime after that, I always had a problem with driver support. People don't understand what you're talking about. They used to hire in the driver support people that used to drive for them. So they understood what went on on the road. Then they started hiring people off the street that had no clue what a driver goes through driving for Lyft. So when you try to explain something to them in a text, they don't understand it. And I'm having a battle now with them about last year, as you know, I was sick for a month. I might've had COVID, I don't know. But before that, I had built up 500 points. Now for every 500 points, I believe you get $5, I believe. So I have 500 points sitting there that I've been sending email after email after email after email after email. I've now sent 16 emails. Why, <laughs> why I can't get my $5 and they keep turning my account on and turning my account off because I keep telling them I can't drive because of COVID right now. And the last guy that I spoke to last week canceled my my activation completely. I'm completely off their site now. And I don't know what the hell happened there. And I sent them three more this week. And I haven't heard back from them. And you're talking about five dollars here. You know what I mean? It could take you about five minutes to straighten this thing out. But nobody wants to research. I keep asking for a supervisor, and then they they cancel the text out because I asked for a supervisor. I go, what the hell's going on with your with your driver support? And I get all kinds of crap. Now I've been deactivated completely. <laughs> I don't get it. I just said I'm a thing. I don't know if I'm going to drive for you again. It has nothing to do with the 500, the 500 points, but this is how you're going to treat me as a driver. What do I need to do this for? This is aggravation for, you know, you have to jump through hoops with them. It seems like, and they still not straighten it out. I've sent them 16 emails, 16. Now, I got a question. Isn't yeah. there a competitor by the name of Uber that they yes. use? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. They're so both very similar. Listen, the problems you have with Lyft are the same problems you have with Uber. They're very similar. You know, they got too many drivers. They're getting too big. They could give two shits about the drivers. You know, That's like Lyft, you, Lyft you do, uh, they do a three or four day background check on you. Uber, I think you can get out of prison and drive the next day. So. <laughs> I think that, I think they supply the uh, ski mask and the gun as well too. If somebody doesn't. Oh, they have a bus waiting waiting for them right out of prison, and they take them right to the Uber <laughs> depot. They even have like a, a red carpet that they roll out. You know? Right, red carpet. Right, you're out of prison. You served your 10, 10 years. Let's go. Now you got a job at Uber. <laughs> That's similar to what the mafia did when they bring those people over from Sicily yeah. to. You're a plumber. It's a prison, it's a prison uh, release program. You what know? do you mean I'm a plumber? You're a plumber now. Right. <laughs> You, right. you are what I, what I say you are. Right well, you know now. what it's like. You ever see Shawshank Redemption, where the, two, oh, where the older guy, they set they set the guy up in a job after they get out of prison, 
and then they, they, then, the, then Morgan Freeman gets out of prison. And they send them up the same job, in the same right. place. So that's right. the same type of thing. As soon as they got, a, they got an agreement with the prison system that the prison release program. You get out of prison <laughs> after five or six years, and we we take you right to the Uber Depot. <laughs> so. Well, I got to tell you, right now with uh, Mario Cuomo's uh, executive deputy secretary, who uh, in 2018 was found guilty of soliciting and accepting over $300,000 worth of bribes. He's sentenced for six years. So uh, do the math, in about four or five years, he'll be getting out, so he could probably go into that program too. Yeah, he'll be driving Cuomo around probably. <laughs> Cuomo's going to need a driver. Because <laughs> he ain't going to have nothing else left, so he might as well have a driver. You know? Well, he's got he's got one Teflon suit left. and uh... <laughs> yeah, It's, it's <laughs> running thin. <laughs> it's roll, things are rolling in his direction. It's going to roll right the on vest his is back. Get, the vest is getting very thin. It's yeah. got, he had 10 layers on. He's only got a layer left now, and it's getting pretty thin, you know? Well, tonight, so. you know, they all, they all talk about transparency, you know, like they want to be so, so transparent. So by the time this show is over, we're going to have a lot of people just scratching their heads. And for those listening, I'm going to go on the limb, and I'm going to say which this. Head, which head are they going to be scratching, by the way? Either, either or. Either or both. both. Not at the know, same time, though. Not at the no, same time. And if they're transgender, I don't know what they'll be scratching for. So I don't know. Well, did you hear, wait, did you speak about that? Did you see <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is going to run for governor of California. Oh, my God. And then well, she's going to run the five mile. Then she's going to do five miles, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now that they got this border pro, you know, problem where everybody's trying to come in, Caitlyn Jenner and all the others should run out the other way, do us a favor, because... You know, it, it gets me <clears throat> about that lifestyle. You, you know, it's not acceptable and it's not right. And I don't care what anybody says, uh, you know, and uh, I just know it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel like I don't agree with it and I never will. And I could turn the other cheek, but you're not getting inside of my cheeks. You know, my ass is an exit. It ain't no damn entrance as far as I'm concerned. There's a disclaimer I just put in here. So any any of you chairs, bender, genders out there, no way will Steph play that game. I can have a fender bender with a transgender. No, Steph, Steph don't play. And I don't drink, so I can't get that drunk and have to see what's underneath the hood. <laughs> I'm like not I, sure. Yeah. The story the story <laughs> I was told. You ever hear the story I was told when he was in no, the army? No, he went to a bar and took up this really nice, what he thought was a girl. And they go back to the hotel, and she starts taking her clothes off. She he finds out when she drops her pants, and it's a guy. Oh. <laughs> he says, "I was I ran out of that room so fast." He says, <laughs> "And this is going back. I mean, he was. I mean, this, you're talking about, I guess, somewhere in a by the Korean War, I assume, because Imus, you know, died just a couple of years ago, and he was quite up in age in the 70s or 80s, whatever he was when he died, and that had to be around 50s in the 50s somewhere." You know, the Korean War, I assume that's what he was in. Or World War II, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe at the end of World War II, I don't know. But he told well, that, that story. That'll change you, though. That'll change you going out there being a poonhound, trying to get, you know, lucky, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that's definitely, your, your schlong is going to go like this. Bing! You know, you're never going to rise. He almost got lucky. He almost bent over. <laughs> almost had a rod shoved his rear end, and it wasn't a metal one either. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it, it's it's deception. You know, if somebody knows, you know, then it, it's their choice. But if you you happen upon someone and you like try to pull the wool over their eyes or uh, yeah, or pull the schlong over their eyes, you think you're not going to notice? You think you're not going to notice? <laughs> I got one of those. <laughs> and my wiener's bigger than yours. <laughs> I just I, I don't know. I'm, I'm and you know. Nothing against, you know, that persuasion, but I just think that to each their own, but right. you stay on that side of the fence and I'll stay on mine and that's, right. and that's the way it is. But when you you make people or you try to get people to buy into something just to get the vote, something is wrong, terribly mm -hmm. wrong. You yep. know? So I'm just glad that, you know, I, uh, I see it the way I see it. And, and I'll just say this, I'll throw this out there for all you men in pink out there. The greatest gift that was given to man was woman. End of story. <laughs> anyway, tell me about some more of your women here. I don't know what's going on. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty much the stories that I had for tonight. So, 
the, the rest is all yours now. You do you you all handle right. you handle the rest. I had the first twenty, you handle the rest. Let's see, or right. well, we'll both handle the rest. But you 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 got all your right. stuff so, going on now. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, you got one story, and we're gonna yeah. get back to that. I promise okay. you that we're gonna get right back to that because what I got is gonna segue into it. We've been talking talking about you know uh, mob associations, things in our our experiences that we shared in the last couple of shows. As a result, and we're still here, and we're still here. We're still here, right? So for now, every week now, I've, I've, been, I've been going. I said, let me go to the cemetery and you know pay my respects, as I told you with uh, my relatives, yeah. not yeah. knowing that you know uh, how mobbed up you know it, it might appear to be, and yeah. uh, so. The other day, I decided I was going to go take a ride to the cemetery, and uh, I took a ride with my Uber driver. I'm going to share a short clip, and then I'll come back, and I'll show some photos of uh, what I discovered. The only thing I haven't discovered yet is Jimmy Hoffa, but I'm working on that. we we got a lot of shows yet to do, so who knows who I'll be sharing down the road. But right now, this is what uh, my experiences were at the St. John Cemetery. You'll see some of the mob figures that I'm going to show you here, so I'm going to roll the clip now. I'm here with Donna. She's our Uber Uber driver, Uber Duba Duba Scuba Duba Ruba, and she's driving on the Jackie Robinson. And I'm about to pray and say a couple of Hail Marys and our fathers that we, that, that, that we pray for safety here on this day because she's driving here and. Hey there. Hey, say hello, my little hello, friend. Hello, my little friend. This is my little <laughs> Juventus friend here, and she's going with me to where? Where are we going today? To the cemetery, St. Queens. Right. And we're going to the St. John's Cemetery here, Metropolitan Avenue. And this cemetery is where my grandfather and grandmother are buried in a cloister in a crypt in the vault. So we're going to see the crypt in the vault. So I'm going to turn this off right now, Booby. And as we get a little close to Donna, say hello, Donna. Hello there. Hello. Donna's with me. She's driving the car. Look, um, look, look, look. And I'm going to say we're going to get there in Beautiful one piece. Spring Beautiful spring day. Spring is sprung. My spring chicken is up now. now. Cock-a-doodle-doo. And we're going to go. Right now, we got the fender bender. Oh, it looks like so many cars stuck here on the road. I would be a good Samaritan, but I'm in a hurry, I'm in a rush. But it looks like they got somebody to help them here. So Are we going straight? We're going oh, straight, we're straight down we're here. Union, Union Turnpike is where we're oh, going to turn here. I think we got it. We're running, maybe we're running the light. Miles. Two miles straight. Two miles straight is where we're going. 1.1 miles. Right now on Metropolitan Avenue, uh, the Q54 bus comes this way. Now we're going down and as you see a lot of traffic on the road today. But, but we're going to find this place. I've been here before. I think I'm going to find it again today. So all of you watching the video today, you're along for the ride with Steph and Donna on the spring day, March 21st, 2021. You're here with Steph and Donna going to the St. John Cemetery to see Antonio and Teresa Sindoni, Stefan's grandparents. Yes, his grandparents. Yes, Teresa. They're going there, yes. In the cemetery, there's also some other famous people that are buried there that you might see today. So stick it down. We're going to show you the what we find today. And yes, the, and the Godfather who again? Yes, we got John Gotti, the, you know the the Godfather, Carlo Gambino's there. We got some of the other families there. So we're gonna find what we find today. Here we go. This is the front of the cemetery, St. John's Cemetery. It's on 80th Street in the Middle Village, Queens. There and uh, in the building where I. Uh, I'm going to right now is the St. John's Cloister right inside. I'll show you. And this is a, a picture of the building here. And this is where all the crypts are, where uh, my family and also uh, some very interesting people are buried. Uh, uh, Donna, the Uber driver, brought the cat out the bag and said that we might see Gotti today, his crypt. Well, 
here it is. There's John Gotti's script and with his son there. So they're they're both there, and uh, you see John Gotti and his son. And uh, interesting enough, right near him was his underboss here, Neil uh, Delacroix. So I found Neil too, and the big guy, Carlo Gambino. He had his own room on the uh, the fifth floor. There's his room there. In his room, you look in. There's his crypt there in the middle, but on top which was hard to see, I could put it up, but I won't right now, is uh, some other people are buried above. I'll, yeah, I'll try to get it up here. You can hardly see it, but on top is where his name is Paul, Big Paulie Castellano, who was uh, the godfather after Gambino uh, died, and he's the one that they shot in front of Sparks' steakhouse. But his name on the crypt here is not Castellano with an O, it's Castellana with an A, but nobody picked up on that. But I finding the crypt here, I was able to find that and realize that <clears throat> they spelled his name wrong throughout all this uh, mafia time. But he is Castellana and not Castellano. And uh, one of the other things I found, I found this today, was outside. And this is Lucky Luciano's crypt. Here's Lucky. And uh, you can tell the story, Alan, about Lucky. You know how he got his name, don't you? He got beat up by the other facet, Profaci, and uh, Profaci beat the hell out of him in a in a meeting, and and he beat the hell out of him and carved an L in his cheek, and they thought he was dead, and he lived, and that's how he got the Lucky Luciano name. Well, I can tell you, I also saw. I didn't load it up for this week's uh, <clears throat> uh, cemetery scene here, but I did find Profaci's his crypt. His crypt is similar to Luciano's. It's outside, and it's to the left of the uh, the mausoleum in the back, the circular building there, and that's where Prof Profaci is. So a lot of these wise guys are all here, and it's just interesting. But these are just some of the things. And also, one of the things that I found interesting is that I also found uh, Mario Cuomo, his crypt here. So here's uh, the former governor of New York State, Cuomo, and uh, he was a three-term governor, Mario Cuomo. Interesting thing is, not more than 40 feet away from where he is, you can find the Gambinos and uh, the Delacroches and the Gattis right there. So if Mario Cuomo was a made man from the mafia, similar to the way uh, Richard Nixon was uh, for this deep state, you, know, you could understand, you know, uh, how we've been being controlled by the mafia for a long time. Matter of fact, now we've got his son, uh, Andrew, who's uh, trying to get a third term. He's over 14 years, whatever he's got in there. But between the both of them, you're talking about 25 years at best, and neither one of them have done anything in 25 years for the state of New York. So I just hope people listening to this realize that if his son decides to run for president, no way should he be he, he'd be voted in. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, but this nope, is his father is, and this this crypt is where he's going to be, and the way he's going, it might be sooner be than later. Quicker. Yeah, sooner than later, right? <laughs> right. But that but that's kind of like what my travels were, and you know, yep. <clears throat> find some interesting. I'm going to segue to something else. But I'm walking yesterday. You now you know I take a walk every morning. You know, and while I'm taking a walk on the ground, I see an envelope. Right, so I look. And it's Barack Obama's face, right? So there it is. I see it. I look at it. I said, what is this? And I look Osama down Obama. At the, yeah. And I look. Yeah, we're going to get to that too. So now I look at it, and it's, it's called Obama Runs. And what it is, it's marijuana strain, a certain strain of marijuana that you can get, medical marijuana. On the back of it, right, there's directions and warning, whatever, that if you're carrying this, you know, they want to arrest you, whatever, but you have the a right to carry Obama bunt, uh, runs uh, by Dr. Loudpack. Now, this is freaking amazing that here it is. They want to get everybody on, on, on marijuana, and, and they want them to pay the state to get high. That's ridiculous. Well, we're getting a piece of it. That's why. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just amazing. So I just wanted to show you that because this guy here, <clears throat> he's rotten as the day is long. I mean... I'll tell you a quick story about him. It's in a book there. You guys can look it up. I didn't cue this up, but you can look it up. It's a book by Larry Sinclair. And Larry Sinclair claims that 
He and Barack Obama met in the gay bar in Chicago while Barack was uh, a senator. And uh, they had a little uh, love, love fling where Barack Obama bought a, uh, an eight ball of Coke. I don't know how much money. It's $200, I think, is what the book said. And these two guys are getting high, and Barack is getting frisky. So they get in the cab, and while they're in the cab, Obama, he's smoking crack. While he's smoking crack, Larry Sinclair is on his knees giving Barack a blowjob. Now, this Playing is in April. Book, right? Playing April. So now they do their thing. The next morning, Barack Obama shows up in Larry Sinclair's hotel room because he wants another blowjob. So Larry accommodates him. And after that, I guess he thought Obama was cute, whatever. And while Obama was on the campaign trail, he kept trying to get Barack's attention. And this, you know, the Secret Service and all these people, they didn't want none of this because they knew this guy was going to run for president. So not long after Larry Sinclair wrote the book, uh, he mysteriously got hit, you know, hit and, by hit and run driver. He's no longer on the planet. But the book is available. And uh, this is one of uh, Barack Obama's claim to fame. You know, he's a big sissy and uh, it's just a shame. But people shouldn't die because they had sex with you. You know, I, I don't think that's a, a reason. Yeah, to but kill somebody. he probably knew he probably knew the Clintons, too. So, you know, if you know the Clintons, you're dead. <laughs> well, that's exactly right, because the Clintons. Uh, you know, they're into the all this crazy stuff. Here's yep. an interesting one here. I mean, in Chicago, when Barack was in Chicago, right, he got married in Reverend Wright's church. Now, two men gets against the law to get married. But he married uh, Michael LeVon Robinson, who is known to us as Michelle Obama. But as you can see, Austin Powers is showing you, you know, I mean, that's not a, uh, that's a penis, you know, underneath her dress. And uh, it's a man, baby, is what he's trying to tell you. I got to block off at the bottom. So I want you, my friend, to analyze this. What do you think? Gotcha, pal. Yeah. Well, hey, she is what she is, or he is what he is. <laughs> or they, they are what they are, both of them. So now yeah. I know there's a lot of people watching this right now, you know, yeah. and they're saying, what's Sindoni's doing? What's Steph doing? What's the G-Man doing? We're telling it like it is, is what we're doing. All you guys in the other room, too, and, you know, the state, state of confusion, you know, we got you right. covered. Around the world, I want this to be shown around the world. Yeah, you want to you wanna put people in surveillance? I got you on the surveillance right now. You're watching what I have to say and Alan has to say, and I'm loving this. And then Alan's going to go and analyze this, you know, and, and tell me, do you think this is right to fool the American people? What do you say? The whole thing's a mess, man, right now. You know, the latest thing now with Biden, he wants to redo the wall now. Really? After you let 10,000 people in, undocumented illegals, with no mask on, and you don't know what the hell they got, now you want to go back and build a wall. What a freaking moron. Just a well, moron. They're crazy. Now, I'm going to show you something. Now, you know, right now, I made a lot of jokes about Barack Obama through the years. Matter of fact, he was good material for me. Well, here's a joke. He was, yeah, here's a joke. But I'm going to share, I'm going to show you what's not a joke. And... And this, people can believe what they want, but this is true. Right now, Alan, in this country, we have the right as comedians or people go out there to make people laugh and say things and not get arrested because we said something that was un unpopular. But I'm going right. to show you something. But after I show you this, you know, you know, if I wanted to go to Thailand or you want to go with me, you know what I mean? We don't have to worry, but I'm going to show people what it's, why you don't want to be in Thailand, why you should be thankful that you're here in America. So I'm going to show you, I'm going to roll this here. Barack Obama, pay attention. This is your life. Ever written a mean comment about somebody here on YouTube or somewhere else on the internet? If you have, the worst thing that's probably ever happened to you is something like the classic Navy SEAL copy pasta written back to you. But for some other people, they've been sentenced to effectively life in prison for doing the exact same thing. You see, it really all just depends on who the person is that you're making fun of online. For example, if you're gonna make fun of me down in the comments of this YouTube video, the worst thing I can do to you is pin your comment and try my hardest to make you look like a clown. But if you're going to make fun of the king of Thailand, however, you can face the rest of your life in prison, even if you don't live in Thailand. And here's how. Theoretically, Thailand is a constitutional monarchy like the United Kingdom or Japan. But unlike in those countries, the monarchy is not only super, super revered, but it's also illegal to criticize them. The position of the Thai monarch and the royal family
family is enshrined in the Thai constitution, which at one point states, the king shall be enthroned in a position of revered worship and shall not be violated. No person shall expose the king to any sort of accusation or action. So not only do we have those scary words to work with, but section 112 of the Thai criminal code also makes insulting or otherwise degrading the king or a member of the royal family a severe criminal offense. It states verbatim, whoever defames, insults, or threatens the king, the queen, the heir apparent, or the regent shall be punished with imprisonment of 3 to 15 years. That punishment of 3 to 15 years, however, is for each insult that a person gives to the king. So, if you were to hypothetically post 5 comments on a video such as this one that were insulting in some nature to the king of Thailand, you would face 5 counts of 3 to 15 years in prison each, for a minimum sentence of 15 years and a maximum of 75 years. And it's not just Thai citizens who can face such penalties. The Thai government has convicted foreigners under the law as well who have traveled to the country afterwards. But who even is the king of Thailand they are not allowed to make fun of? Currently, it's this guy, named Maha Vajira Longkorn, who ascended to the throne back in 2016 after the death of his father. The anti-insult law applies to him, his queen, the current heir apparent, and debatedly, every other member of the royal family as well. So that's a lot of potential people that the law covers, and it also doesn't help that the law doesn't exactly define what an actual insult is. It can be applied extremely broadly, and anybody is allowed to report anybody else for committing an insult and any report has to always be investigated by the Thai police. Insults against the monarchy are considered threats to national security in Thailand. So here's a few juicy examples from recent history. In 2007, a man from Switzerland got aggressively drunk in Chiang Mai and began spray painting over some portraits of the king for some laughs. He was arrested and sentenced to 10 years in prison, although he only served a month before being pardoned and released. In 2008, an Australian man wrote a book about the various romantics scandals and entanglements at the Thai royal court. The book sold exactly seven copies, but that didn't prevent the Thai police from arresting him upon his arrival at the airport in Bangkok during a trip to the country. He was sentenced to three years in a Thai prison, but was pardoned after only a month and deported. Well, you can analyze that. Isn't that interesting there? You know, saying something against the monarchy can put you in jail? Well, some countries, they'll chop your hand off or pull your tongue out. Oh. Well, let me show you why I'm going to be banned from Thailand. You know, I, I passed a grave site today. It wasn't, you know, my last name. It was Bandoni. And I said, damn, I've been having problems with people banning me and censoring my, my videos. And if I was going to change my name right now, that'd be a good choice here. But here's why I won't be able to go to Thailand. I told people years ago that Barack Obama, who, who his identity was then, he's not... Barack Obama, born to a, a black man and a white woman, uh, he is uh, the, the son of King Bumabol and uh, Queen Sirikit of Thailand. And their brother now, his brother, is uh, Maha Vajiralongkorn, who now is ascended to, to the throne. But Barack was the younger brother. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll a clip here and show you what uh, he doesn't want people to know. And uh, this is why I can't go to Thailand. Maybe you not either. But if so, after the video is over, I'm going to show you who's going to Thailand with us should we have to be escorted to Thailand in handcuffs.
Well, you can analyze that. What do you think, Al? Well, I have to analyze if it's true. You know, it could be. Who knows? You don't know what this guy's up to or what he's really all about. So let the world well, decide. I'll show you, I want to show you one other thing that I know for a fact. You know what? I bet my all my enchiladas on what I'm about to show you now. So right now I'm showing, showing you people watching what we're doing right now. Because they're watching everything I'm about to do. And if they try to knock me off tonight, I'll just keep on clicking buttons until, like, our fingers stop clicking. But here's something I want you to analyze. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell a quick story here. When I realized who Barack Obama was, I was looking around and I found palm prints. I said the odds of two people having the same palm prints are about 65 billion to one. There's only seven or eight billion people on the planet. So therefore, two people can't have the same prints of palm prints. So here's what I discovered. Osama look, Obama. Osama Obama, yeah. So there were five men who posed as Osama bin Laden, but one of them, this fool, put his hand up, which is Barack Obama, and I caught him coming off a plane, and I was able to match it up. No Photoshop, Alan, whatsoever. This is straight up. If you look at it, you'll see that he is who I say it is. Now, the on the left there, there's Osama bin Laden. He's wearing a, a phony nose and a mask there, and uh, so, and a beard there. But that is Barack Obama in that garb there in a phony uh, CIA Taliban photo shoot. And uh, so it's out there right now. He could say what he wants, but I'm telling you right now, I'll put down all my enchiladas that I'm right on this about this. So you guys that are watching this here, wherever you are watching it, you know, enjoy it. Because right now I want you to have me on the surveillance. I want that because I want you to see what Steph's got cooking for you because this is some strong stuff. And I have no problem with the man being gay. But tell the, tell the American people that Michelle is a man. You know, tell the American people that, you know, you tried to fool them and you uh, dressed up as Osama bin Laden. Now, when I tried to, to, to put this all to an end, I called the FBI up and I told them I was coming to Washington, Allen. And that weekend, they made up that phony killed Obama at sea because they knew I was coming to the FBI office on that Monday morning. I left from California and I was mm -hmm. coming across the country. And uh, so that's how sure that I am about what I just showed you. So I don't care, but if they're gonna try to send me or you to Thailand now, I'm not going alone and neither are you. So I wanna show you who we're taking with us if we gotta go to Thailand. Fuck you. This is my twin sister. Her name, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck me. <laughs> See? Anyway, so if you and I going somewhere because of what I said, Let's take them with us, you know. So uh, fuck everybody. Is Power coming too? No, we well we could bring them along, but you know uh, I don't play that. So no, I only want to take the two girls. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Yeah. I, so, but sure. I wanted you your your analysis on this. What do you think? With those girls, all right? You know, if we had to go. I don't know which one I take though. I can't I can't tell them apart. You can't. Well, wait a I minute. Wait the, a minute. I got to put numbers on her back. All right, well, let's see here. I don't know. Let's find out. Let's take it out. You. This is my twin sister. Her name, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck me. <laughs> see? Oh, fuck you and fuck me. Gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah, so you, you know, you pick out who you want. So you want fuck you or fuck me. That, that's your choice there. But if we go. You can switch off every other night. That's right. And then one fuck night. You. This is my twin sister. Her name, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> so we get a choice. So uh, as I said, I thought it was it's fun to put that in there to show. Because <laughs> if I if we go away, at least we got to have some company there going away here. But that's some of the stuff that I wanted to show tonight on uh, some of the stuff. But I will say this: the truth is stranger than fiction, you know. And I wanted to do comedy tonight. But I said, you know what? These people keep trying to steal stuff in my computer, stop me from putting stuff up. I'm saying, you know what? I call this, uh, this month, as I said, April Fool's Month. And I'll, I'll run the banner again here. Right? I have it right here. So I'm running it a special. <laughs> well, we, April got April, we got a fool in the White House. So what's the difference? It's not just April. It's, it's May. It's June. It's July. It'll be for three and a half years now. 
we're going to have a fool in the White House. So I know one thing, he knows how to sign his name with a new pen. That's all I've seen him do so far. I don't know. I, I, I still, every day, I go to AOL, and I have an email there. I check my email there. And when I go there, every day they have a photo of Joe, of Joe Biden as, as the, uh, the lead page. And every day I look at a different photo, and what do I see? I see the adhesive around the side of the temples that it's a mask. All extra wrinkles going in different direction. I'm saying, you know, what the F? What the, am I am I really seeing what I'm seeing? And you know what? I absolutely am. I'm putting all my enchiladas on this tonight that we don't have the real Joe Biden. We got somebody in a mask. And on one hot summer day, we're going to find out. The guy's going to roast, you know, like, like uh, a potato in that mask. And we're going to find out that the real Joe Biden is potatoes. probably dead. Yeah. He's going to be a mashed so, potatoes. That's right. But... <clears throat> We, we are paying a debt that, as you know, American people have just been sold out. And uh, COVID, I beg to differ. I have a site, and you know I have a, a site on Zazzle where I sell some products. But I was, I was at the point, you know what? I, I got to occupy myself during this pandemic. So I did. And, uh, but I got this mask, and uh, it says, you can go to the site there. It's uh, called Fear. F-E-A-R. And basically what it means is false evidence appearing real. I just lost my feed, my picture. So uh, now, now I came back on. So somebody's trying to stop me from showing it. Yeah, yep. but that's all right. But here it is, false evidence appearing real. So anybody who goes to my Zazzle site, they'll be able to uh, to purchase that or some of the other things that I have because enough is enough. Enough, enough of the BS. They're trying to get everybody in fear. More people died of... Uh, the flu last year than they did of COVID worldwide, you know, stop the bullshit. I just think that if you take vitamins, if you take all the right nutrients, you're not going to get sick. You're not going to get what they're trying to tell you. Impossible. I had people around me all winter have COVID. I never got it. And when I showed them the protocol that I take, I said, I'm fine. I said, I don't have to worry. And a lot of it is fear. Because once somebody mm -hmm. puts the fear in, yeah, in the you, fear, right. Right. once the fear is in you, and that false evidence that appears real, you'll say, oh, my God, I'm sick. Yeah, you're going to make yourself sick. Because disease, what does disease, the word mean? You know, that you are not at ease. Your, your body is not at zero right. point. So what they want to do is they want to knock you off your game and make you feel unworthy or make you feel less of a person or make you feel that you have to get this virus no, Big Brother's going to take care of you. No, Big Brother will never take care of you. A vote for slavery, a vote for, for politicians is a vote for slavery. I'm embarrassed of Mario Cuomo and his his lame-ass son, you know, uh, Andrew Cuomo. Both of them are no good. But as long so as people... The jerk. I mean, de Blasio. Oh, de Blasio, he's just... The jerk, as they call him. Call him yeah, what you listen, will. I got, listen, in New Jersey, we got clueless Phil, so... You know, but the you point the is, we got clueless yeah. the point is, until people wake up and realize what's really going on, they've been had, they've been had, I just shared some major stuff. And you know what, this is supposed to be a comedy show. But every other day, as you know, somebody's trying to hack me, I go, you know, I got to get this out of my computers, I got to put it out there, just let it out there and let them know, you want some, you come get some, you know, but uh, I put my pants on the same way every day, like you do. I'm a big boy, and if I say it, I'll back it up. So all my enchiladas are on. They're not even Mexican. I got some Mexican friends, though. You know, so, and I have a lot of respect for the hardworking people. But right now, you crack up $300 million for the border situation. And what are you going to do? Bring in cheap labor and no American has a job anymore? Is that the Biden way? Is that the American way? Is that what, what's happening? Now, you and I are a little bit older, right? So right. what happens if we were like in the prime and we had to work through all this stuff? No. You, you know, so this is, I'm going to put up a slide here. You can comment on this frame. Okay. Fear. What did we yep. talked about? You know? Yeah, it's a picture of Obama. Well, yeah, well, he's, he's the start of this here. 
Well, he's he's Pelosi's puppet. That's all he is. He can't think well, on his own. You know. No, Pelosi and Schumer. Not. Pelosi and Schumer tell him what to do. He doesn't understand. He doesn't know what to do by himself. He doesn't even know well, what day it is. I look at this all like all like the fear. Like we talked about that information control and censorship. Every yeah. day I've had problems with either my video being censored or my something being hacked, and people don't realize that you know. The, the degree that they're being spied upon. A guy like Edward Snowden, they try to make him up as he was a villain. He's a hero. Yep. He's a hero. And if he wasn't a hero, Russia wouldn't let him stay there. You know, so that goes to show you uh, Putin, he knows what time it is. You know, Bill Gates, he's not allowed yeah. in Russia. Right. Why? Because he's screwing up India with those GMO seeds and all this stuff. And how does a guy who owns a computer company, right? who was partnered with Paul Allen. Now, Paul Allen was the brain trust of right. Microsoft. I'm putting that out there. So yep. Bill Gates, if you're listening, that. you're the money man. And Paul Allen was the brains of it all. And then you buy Paul Allen out for his silence. Right. Why do you want Paul Allen's silence? Let me tell you why. Because you are also a transgender. Yeah. Well, it looks like one. He is. And, and he, should have, he should be on RuPaul's drag queen. <clears throat> He might well, win. You know what? Obama's had many gay parties in the White House, and I'm sure Bill Gates attended them. You know, so uh, birds of a feather flock together. And, you know, yep. you look at right now, uh, <clears throat> the shutdown and social distancing, you know, number three here on the, the chart that I'm showing, you know, keeping people away from one another is not healthy. Six right. feet apart. The only good thing six feet apart is, Alan, is if I farted, it wouldn't come downwind to you six feet away. Other than that, it might be SBD. You never know. <laughs> but in the slide here, the, the classic one is number four here. Blame President Trump. Yep. My God, did they blame him for anything? Everything. Right. Everything. Yep. Have you ever seen someone, Alan, be ridiculed and going after to the extent that Donald Trump was, was belittled? No, because he was an outsider and they didn't like that. And he was stopping them from putting money in their pocket. And even if some of the Republicans didn't like that. Well, one of the things is that the $57,000 each uh, House of Representatives now guy got, right, to pass that bill right. that had nothing, nothing to COVID, they got rewarded. And $9, $9 million went to the senators for expense money, pocket change. So right. there you go. You look at that and you realize why they had to blame Trump, because he stopped the buck. Now, right. what do they want to right. do? Martial law and checkpoints. Right? Mm -hmm. This is what they want to do. Oh, yep. so where are we going? And, you know, people talk, if you're religious, whatever they talk about, 666. All right, so mm -hmm. what does it mean? Oh, mandatory vaccine rollout. One size doesn't fit all, Alan. One right. vaccine is no magic vaccine for everybody and all. Right. And I suspect all these pharmaceutical companies, they all bought into it because they got to make money in, yep. in, uh, for, for, the, for the, the pandemic, the pandemic. And Donald Trump will go down, in my mind, as one of the greatest presidents that we ever had that we, we didn't appreciate. Probably. And, uh, and uh, no, I, I believe that. And as I said, it's a shame what they've done to the man, but he's got over $3 billion of his own money right now. So he doesn't need any more aggravation and he could stay right. home with his wife and enjoy the rest of his life and uh, do what he needs to do. But what they did to him was unconscionable. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, you know, like a bum. fancy Nancy and Chuck the schmuck, as I call him. Right. So you look at that and you go like, where are we going as a country now? You know, I, I just, and, I just uh, wonder. You know, the AOC, she's a brain, she's a brain dead bartender. So <laughs> I won't let her pour a drink but for me. That's for damn sure. She wouldn't know what the hell to drink. She wouldn't know what to pour. She probably couldn't find a glass. Well, you, you know, know got... the world won't stop turning out. You know, I mean, it's going to oh. keep turning. And right. uh, the way I look at it is that all we can do is just be the best we can be, enjoy ourselves, find the joy in our lives and be the difference maker. Be the change that you want to see in the world. And tonight, 
I had to be the change in a sense. I, I would rather let you roll for an hour and do all comedy. But this, these things need to be said. They need to be put out there because I'm not going to take a backseat to the truth. The yeah. truth has set me free. And gotcha. uh, just like this guy here wants to screw up the world with you know, Obama, uh, reefer and whatever he's trying to do with drugs or whatever, you know, not on my watch. You know, this is my watch. This is my show. I'm going to be able to say what I want to say, and I'm going to just do it. enjoy myself while I'm doing it. And because uh, the world, as I said, is not going to stop spinning. It's going to keep nope. spinning. And yeah. people got to know that we had this to deal with for like so many years. And the reason why they don't have it is because I called up the FBI and I said I was coming to Washington to make a big public stink about it. And that's why they buried the man at sea, that the bullshit story. And that's why we got the BS show, because some of the stuff I'm sharing, you can't dispute it. You could try to challenge me, but when, at the end of the day, I'll always be right, what I'm showing you. And uh, gotcha, if gotcha. Obama's got something to say, I have the girl say something back to him. Fuck here. you. This is my twin sister. Her name, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck me. <laughs> See? Anyway, Alan, uh, yep. well, uh, so you know where I stand with that. I'm going to take this picture off the screen right now. Gotcha. Get him off here real quick here. I, I don't want to look at him no more, but you no, guys get my, you, you get, <laughs> you get my point about what's going on. You know, so here we are. We're about the hour mark. And uh, so, Alan, give me some final comedy. What do you got? Well, you know oh, what? Gotta I, give I me free, Steve Genovese. Oh, you wanted yes. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really have any jokes for tonight. But anyway, Steve yeah. Genovese story. This is, this is a true story. I worked for a Ford dealer, and my job was to get medium duty truck work and municipality work and buses and 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 um, you know, uh, trucks that deliver. You know, like bring around the senior citizens and all that. So, I was told about this place in the Bronx. There's a place, uh, a street in the Bronx. I don't want to mention the name because then everybody will know exactly what I'm talking about. Where there's a bunch of bus companies, and I was going after a couple of them. And one of the guys, somewhere along the line, I met, was working for this bus company in, in the Bronx. And I went up to see him, and he said, "You guys speak to my boss." And I said, "Who's the owner of the company?" And he said, "Steve Genovese, from Genovese Mafia, mob, mob family." Um, uh, and so I set up an appointment to see him and it just so happens my mom happened to die on 4th of July and I was supposed to see him on the 5th or 6th of July. So I wasn't able to go because I, my mom had passed away and I took a few days off to set up the funeral and make the arrangements and all that. And the owner of the Ford dealer and his assistant went up to meet Steve Genovese and they explained who he, you know, who they were, and that I couldn't make it because, you know, I had a death in the family. And he said to them, "It's a good thing your your salesman couldn't make it, because if I if he had told me who he was when he got up here, I wouldn't have seen him, because I only deal with owners of the companies and general managers of the company. Otherwise, I'm not dealing with somebody underneath you guys. So really, Mr. Genovese, like." Uh, you know, I put my pants on one leg at a time like you do. So I don't know. I don't know what you think you are, or who you think you are, but you ain't no better than me, pal. You know, so I don't know. That's just a mob story that kind of goes in hand in hand with what, what you were talking about earlier about the mob and stuff. So and that's a true well, story, yeah. you know. Well, I agree with you. You know, sometimes the truth is strange in fiction. But regardless of what we said tonight, the world will keep spinning. So yes. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to close on that. And I'm going to have a couple of things, but Alan, it was a pleasure bringing you on tonight and yep. uh, we'll be back next week to do show number eight. Eight, yes. eight baby. So eight, baby. here we we're go. Heading to a two, we're going to head to 200. And 200. So anything else you want to share? No, that's all. That's all for tonight. Thank you people for listening or whoever is going to listen or who may listen or who may not want to listen. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> All right. Any event, here we go. We're going to, we're going to close out with uh, the song and our uh, BS show uh, closeout. So here we go. So, good night, Bubula. Good night, Bubula. <laughs>
Yes.